0: Looking for a way to level up your coaching and win more? Get better fast with GMS Plus. GMS Plus is your on-demand source for the best, most proven volleyball courses, drills, stats, videos, tips, and much more. Learn from some of the game's winningest coaches and players, including Heather Olmsted, Keegan Cook, John Spraw, Mike Wall, and Courtney Thompson. I've learned a great deal from Gold Medal Squared, as have many of our guests. Whether you're trying to win a state championship or an Olympic gold medal, GMS Plus will help you get there. And we have a Coach Your Brains Out code for listeners. To get 20% off an annual subscription, go to goldmedalsquared.com slash C-Y-B-O and enter the code C-Y-B-O. That's goldmedalsquared.com slash C-Y-B-O. Welcome to Coach Your Brains Out, the show that explores learning from the top minds in volleyball and beyond. With your hosts, John Mayer, Billy Allen, Andrew Fuller, and Nils Nielsen.
1: We're excited to welcome to the show, the head coach at the University of New Mexico, John Newman-Goncher. John, welcome to the show. Thank you
2: so much, John. Billy, great to be here with you guys.
1: So after uh, several seasons as an assistant coach with a couple different programs, you're now in your third season running the program at UNM. I'm curious first, just what have been some of the challenges as well as the, the joys, the things that uh, have excited you, you know, in the experience going from assistant to head coach?
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, great place to start. Uh, I think when, when I, when I left the university of Arkansas, uh, it was, uh, I had no idea what I was getting myself into and all the advice that I'd been given was, Hey, maybe this might not be the right move, uh, for your career. And, and I, I, uh, I, I just, I wouldn't listen to it. And I I just said, Hey, I'm going to dive head first into this head coaching adventure. And, uh, and yeah, I worked for some amazing head coaches and that, that, that in like, as I look back, I think, wow, how amazing were they at literally everything? Because I suck at everything. And that was part <laughs> of the, 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 the learning curve for me was, was, Hey, like I, I was a specialist at recruiting, or I was a specialist at uh, middle blocking at Iowa state, or I was a specialist at setting with LMU or, 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 or my time at UC San Diego and at Arkansas, I got to focus on this and this. And then all of a sudden my office shifts and the, the, the plate says head coach and now I've got to learn how to schedule and hire a staff and uh, I've got to figure out the strength conditioning format that I think will be most beneficial and, and I've got to look at budgets and I've got to look at travel. And so I think, I think all of those things were these, they, they were challenges for sure, but there were also these amazing adventures that I got to go like, hey, I got to go chart my own course for what I wanted for my program and I screwed up a ton along the way um but that was part of it and and again i look back as an assistant i go man i worked for guys that just had it figured out you know like they knew what they were doing and they were well-oiled machines and here i am screwing up every step of the way but but uh, here we are you know
1: well and i mean it, it showed a little bit probably some of the learning curve and and obviously some of the talent you inherit but i know year one you guys were 11 and 19 and then uh year two four and 10 and then you know this past season had a big breakthrough going 20 and 10. So other than, you know, the, all the stuff you're learning on the fly as becoming head coach, what would you attribute some of the success uh, of the past season to?
2: Yeah. I've, I've digested on that, on that a lot, you know, as, as we, as we kind of finish out a semester or finish out a season, I'd like to do these, I don't know, these roundtable discussions where our staff gets into a room and we, and we, we ask really like difficult questions. Hey, our, our, what are we doing well? Uh, what are we, what are we thinking that, that we're kind of missing on or Hey, where have we missed really big or where we missed really small. And uh, we've, we've talked a ton about this and I think the safest way for us to evaluate the 29, the the 2021 season from the progression of 2019 was uh, all of the things that we tried to put in place out of necessity. And so in 2019, as you said, you know, that you inherit the program and you're, you're you're learning all these things on the fly. And uh, I think we, we inherited a program that had, that had like 23 athletes and uh, in 19 and they were there, 12 of them were a part of the beach program that was in their last season. So I was That's the right. face right. of the 2019, uh, you know, I was the face in 2019 of the guy that was having the program cut when I had nothing to do with it. And, and that was a, a huge challenge. And all of the things that took place thereafter came out of necessity um, for, for us. And, and I think the, it, the, the 21 season was a culmination of. The things we put in place, but then also like, hey, it's just the the sheer challenges that this program had to go through to get to where we wanted to be eventually. Um, and and so, yeah, I think it was just a lot of those learning curves, as you mentioned, like leading from nineteen to twenty one.
1: Is is there any talk of bringing the beach program back, or is that that probably a long ways away?
2: Uh, in in uh, for Earth Day, I thought it'd be cool to go out and celebrate Mother Earth and play beach play some sand volleyball. And, nice. Uh, it went up on social media because hey, we're just out there uh, on Earth Day uh, doing our thing and, uh, at some local beach course, and uh, it, it created a, I, I I created a monster with the ad was getting letters and phone calls. Like, hey, are you guys bringing this back? And uh, and so the answer was I needed to remove it from social media. Uh, wow. So okay. I think to okay. to answer the question, um, I do I don't see it in the like in the near future. No.
1: Yeah, that's too bad. Well, hopefully, yeah. you know, one day, maybe ten Earth days from now. <laughs> it'll be it'll be doable uh, well.
2: i i think that would be a ton of fun and and there's a community for it here and, there, and i know a yep. community across the country that, that would love to see more beach volleyball programs
1: for sure well back to the indoor and, and your program uh, you know as we we chatted before this talking about some topics you mentioned this idea of a an individual player development you know we say idp for short uh so i guess just for, first thing you know I'm, I'm curious like how what have you done to focus on how to develop an individual player while also maintaining a clear path for the overall team. And I guess, why is that something that's important to you?
2: Yeah. um, Yeah. This is going to go a lot of different directions for me, but uh, hopefully it'll make sense at the end. Um, As I mentioned in 2019, it was a lot of things were just out of pure necessity. Uh, I had, I think, like I said, there could have been 22 or 23 athletes on the roster, 12 or 13 of them were were beach halftime, and then they were indoor halftime in that 2019 spring, and um, just purely out of trying to get players on the same page, and and I, I tried to work a plan where, hey, the first two days of the week, they were with me indoors, and then they were with a completely separate coach who knew that her time was coming to an end um, with UNM Volleyball, uh, the last three days, and then plus some competitions. And so it was, it was this really gnarly mix of, hey, I'm trying to put some stuff in place for the indoor side, knowing that we have our best, or maybe our, our yeah, I'm going to use the word best, athletes that we're crossing over. And, uh, and so we, we really tried to nail down, like, how are we going to get individual growth out of these guys, but also figure out that, Hey, there's, this is the direction that the team needs to go. And kind of out of necessity, this idea of, Hey, we've got to individualize the potential and we've got to individualize the development of each of these athletes because I'm only going to get them two days a week for 12, for 12 weeks. Um, and, and if that, maybe there's uh maybe there's two to six hours of time, you know, if I'm, if we're not training, you know, we're training two hours a day, maybe, uh, and so I think that's where, that's where it grew out of was this idea that we, we, we just didn't have enough time. And, and maybe that's what a lot of high school coaches feel or club coaches feel. But I felt that as a coach in his first year, or first semester, trying to figure out, hey, how are we going to get 23 people on the same page in a short amount of time?
0: And what would be some of the costs of focusing on individual development?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think when we, when we first set out with it, it, it was just, hey, let's, let's just see if we can't put in place uh, the, the general guardrails around how we want to perform the skill of passing or the guardrails around how we want to set the ball or uh, Hey, let's, what, you know, here's a concept. What step do we want to be on or how fast do we want our offense to run? And so there was this, there was this general idea that that we we, we needed to put in place some, some structure around the way the team was going to play. Um, and, and maybe in this individualized way, we lost sight of the team because, Hey, we are really just so, Uh, pushing, pushing the big rock up the hill type of thing against just trying to get them to pass individually the way that we would like to hopefully have our athletes passing. And so I think that the cost was, was, Hey, maybe the team, uh, the team centric focus got a little bit away from us. And, and, and that, that, I think that was maybe the biggest cost we saw.
0: And what about the other side? What were some of the benefits of focusing on individual development?
2: Yeah, I, I mean I, th- I think the, the idea that that our athletes were th- they were invested in their own performance and they and they actually now had some ownership of it because there was a general there was a general or a common language that was that was now in place for how we want to perform and execute the skills. And we got to have these really in-depth conversations with one on one in a one-on-one format with hey, how do we develop you? Hey, Lauren, what are you looking for? Like, hey, how can we help you with that skill? And and what might be some areas of the game that we can shore up, even though Lauren was only going to be with me two days a week. Um, you know, how can I get her better knowing that, Hey, I'm not going to see you again for four days. And so I think there was this really nice benefit of, Hey, Lauren knew that I was invested in her, in her development.
1: So now in, in year three, I guess going into year four, I mean, it sounds like initially it was very individual focused, I guess, what what sort of balance do you feel like you have now? Like, I mean maybe the the worlds are just too mesh to say but is, it, is there a way to say like oh 50% of the time we're individually focused and mm. 50% team focused I, I don't know if that's even answerable.
2: Yeah, I I don't I'd have to really break down the time uh like hey we, we like we we have um we have weekly improvement plans um that we that we set in place for each of the athletes and so on 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 mm-hmm. Uh, and we can dive definitely more into that. And I'd love to talk about that because I'm sure there's things that you guys will teach me about it, but um, we, we, invest, you know, 15 to 20 minutes on Mondays setting a course for the rest of the week uh, for that athlete. And, and, and there, and it's not, I don't let them go off into team space. Like this is all about you and and how do you want to improve these certain areas of your game? And and so that's 15 to 20 minutes. And then we kind of offer, before our, our white, we officially meet at the whiteboard. Uh, say, say the session begins at 2 pm. By 2:30 the nets are, excuse me, by 1:30, the nets are up, the lights are on, the volleyballs are out there, the coaches are out there. And so we offer excellence time. And so hey, Sally gets to come in and she's working on her off block, uh, left side transition move, and so hey, Sally wants to come in, and she grabs a coach, and and we we give her a couple reps at, at, at making that uh, that move, and, and getting a little bit better at, at her fundamental movement uh, or fundamental motor programs. And so I think uh, you know then th- that's a half hour, and then the training session overall that day is two hours, so that could be I don't know what's thirty minutes of two hours. Yeah, so it's it it could be con- considerable. And then once we get into the training session, like, there's definitely time in the in the in the kind of the practice block that we will focus more on, on Sally, but then there's kind of the bigger picture of the team development within that. So, uh, it could be, yeah, I I don't, I'm trying to think of my math here. 30 minutes over 120 minutes would give you 25%. So
1: no. So someone who was, it sounds like you have some balance to it and, you know, system to it, but maybe someone who ignored the individual side and was all like system and team focused, what would you think some of the like misses would be some of the costs of that, that sort of system?
2: Yeah. I, you know, I, I think there's just a, and maybe I, I could be alone on this and, and I don't know, but um, I, I think there's a, there's, there's, I, I, I'll tell you out of necessity again, uh, I'll, I'll say that, that we began having mental health Monday uh, it, it, we're every Monday, uh, once a month in the afternoon, I'm going to cut practice short and, and I'm going to invite, and, and we're already on our third mental health Monday where I bring in a specialist in the mental performance side of the game. Maybe it's a guest speaker, maybe it's somebody on campus to help, to help us, kind of kind of try to wrap our arms around this this challenge that I think a lot of athletes and people in general uh, are facing which is mental health and I'm I'm by no stretch an expert but I do say that I listen to my team and I ask them hey what are some areas that we can get better like where is our program missing for you and one of the one of the common themes after the 21 season was hey we just feel like we don't have a ton of resources when it comes to our mental health and as much as I thought hey we're we're talking about visualization and self-talk and we're talking about imagery and we're talking about goal setting. Like I I thought, Hey, I was doing an okay job at that. Like I thought, Uh, but clearly they didn't feel that way. And, and, and I don't know if they felt we were doing like a bad job, but I think there's just, there was more meat on the bone there. And so out of necessity, we uh, we started mental health Mondays. And and so I think when you go back to this idea of, Hey, what was the value of of trying to individualize some things and, and why do we bring them in? And why do we, why do we literally spend as a coaching staff, I don't know, four hours, every Monday in the morning that we're meeting with athletes. Well, we're doing it because I think there's a huge piece of connection. I think there's a huge piece of the relationship side that does add value back to the mental wellness. And, and uh, so I, I don't know if that, I, I know that's a really roundabout way to get there, but but I think yeah. it would be my benefit of, of why we're doing this. And I think that would be the disadvantage of not doing it or not spending some time on the individual side. Right.
1: Right. Yeah I think when I initially thought of the individual development plan I was thinking probably from a more technical like on the court but it sounds like you're thinking uh from the whole whole person you know I, on and off the court.
2: Yeah I think there's definitely a holistic like like I think there's definitely like that lens for sure for us I think the the with the with the whips in general with this idea of the weekly improvement plan is every Monday we, we have a staff meeting. We call it a weekly tactical. Just, I don't have a better way to talk, talk about it, but, but we have a weekly tactical, uh, 8am every Monday and, and it's without fail. And we talk about what is going to come up in these whips because we rotate each of the groups of athletes with different coaches. And we talk about academics. We talk about strength conditioning. We talk about, Hey, something they're excited about this week. And then we go into John, as you mentioned, Hey, for the, for, for an outside hitter, um, definitely have a hey what is a technical like what's a technical upgrade you might want to make as a receiver hey i'm 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 trying to track the line or the depth and the direction of the serve earlier off the off the servers off the service hander uh hey as a a defender i'm I'm trying to be stopped and balanced on contact or uh so then there's each box has their technical skill that's complementary to their position if that makes sense so there's there's like you know the, the six skills plus this academic focus hey how is Sally like and I'll meet with her and I'll say hey Sally what's the uh, what's your one percent upgrade this week what's going on academically for you well I've got this midterm and that midterm okay that sounds like a lot how can like what how are you going to bite into that like what are you going to what's your one percent upgrade and she'll say hey I I think I need to take some notes on this class but I really need to dive in and listen re-listen to a lecture so I'm typing that in and then next week when she meets with a different coach that coach is going to reflect on it with her hey how did that go how did, how did that exam go? And so I do think it's a holistic approach. Um, and I do think we're, we're, we're trying to kind of tackle this from all angles. Um, and I, I, I know for not for everybody out there, but for me, especially, I think having some documentation of stuff really is, is massive for us. It's just just kind of showing that, hey, we had, we've met eight times on this and, and this X, Y, or Z never came up. And I have it all documented right here. Um, if, and it's just to kind of cover our own tails a little bit.
1: So it sounds like there's a real thoughtfulness and a lot of time and a lot of meetings and things that go into creating the the IDP. What about on like the team focus side, um, you know, developing the whole team, developing your systems, what is the process in organizing that side of it?
2: Yeah, great question. So that, that kind of goes back to the weekly tactical. Um, so every, every Monday, uh, we're diving in and, and obviously we're in the off season now, but for example, we just, um, I don't know 12 hours ago we we had a weekly tactical and uh our my my assistant coach who oversees our offense um and and our setter you know directly uh he's i he has he has tasks uh hey what are we doing well what did we do well last week what do we want to shore up heading into this week um and and what is like our primary takeaway from that and and my first i, I don't know my, my 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 first contact coach or you know for for receiving and and and, and back row defense has a very similar uh, structured hey what here's what i'm looking for and then I, I i usually ask some pretty specific questions heading into the weekend after our tra- last training session of the week hey what is the percentage of balls that we're digging to the middle third of the court uh i just want to know hey are we even like are we putting balls in a position where we can go two directions and hey how how tight are we digging right now what's the percentage of balls that are zero to three from three to ten and then from 10 and beyond and 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 so we're asking those questions so so to answer your question i think there's a there's a pretty intentional way that we're trying to dive into some team development that, that we'll put up on the whiteboard. Hey, this week, this is the theme this week. And that theme can change daily. I, I try not to have it change daily. Cause I, I just, I forget what it is sometimes <laughs> like I got, I, I got to be better and, and make sure they know like, Hey, I'm on my, I'm on top of my stuff every week, but um, sometimes it does change. And, and, you know, like uh, attention to detail was one theme, like, Hey, we just, we just need to be a little bit more dialed in on detail or, or uh, accountability to execution was one after, after, after a few weeks ago, we just felt like, Hey, we, we weren't even executing free ball passes to target as often as we would like. And I don't know what the standard should be, but we know that it needs to be better than what it was. And so, um, so I, I do think that, that that Monday meeting allows us to set the table for the entire week.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, again, it sounds like uh, a lot of thoughtfulness, a lot of organization around everything you do. Um, I guess I'm curious, again, when I think of like the, the IDP, the individualized plan, um, and then compare it to this more like maybe team system oriented idea, um, I guess Part of me wonders do you have a kind of like predetermined this is how we're going to move this is the keys we're going to use or are you taking like that i think of the like individual well, this person is a little bit taller or moves differently so i have an individual approach for each player mm. um i don't know it's kind of a messy question but i guess yeah, if, if that makes any it. sense like how do you approach it i love it
2: uh, yeah I, I i hadn't thought of it that way um i guess i guess if i could just maybe paint the picture as clearly as i can leading into this spring was um the first four weeks we we just went to volleyball school or we went to volleyball camp and and today we were going to discuss our our four keys to passing uh and everybody was going to go through these uh, these pretty generic activities where the feedback was going to be provided based off of the skills and the execution of the keys within the skill and uh and i think i, I like and that was for four weeks and we didn't play a ton of six on six we we, we kind of put put these keys together and sorry we put these these skills uh, days together. And we said, Hey, we're going to build out the complete volleyball player. And, and that is something that I think when I first got here was a really big deal to me was I had middle blockers that that said, Hey, I haven't served all my whole career. (laughs) Or or I had a, I had a a libero that had never hit in practice. And it's like, Oh man, like that's kind of a tough, like, I don't know, like what kind of experience that is, but it doesn't sound that great. Like, I think if you're a volleyball player, like I, I should teach you how to jump top spin serve. Do we have anyone that jumped off serves? Absolutely not. But uh, like if you're going to graduate from UNM and and I'm your coach, then I would like to think that if you're at your company picnic in five years, you can go throw up a jump top and serve a really boss, you know, like like, not why I teach it. But I think it's just more so about the idea that, hey, we're trying to develop complete volleyball players. Um, So the first four weeks was this volleyball school. And I think you know if you if you ask my assistant coach April, who, who's a total stud, she, she would she, she would tell you today like, hey, each one of our passers has a different area that they need to focus on. And I'm just sitting there going, all right, we just need to serve and pass more in practice. Like clearly, I'm missing the mark on on, on our training. Uh, you know, we're just not serving and passing a ton. Our numbers are a little where a little off from where we'd like to be. Um, but she's sitting there going, hey, no, she needs to, she needs to focus on short and to her right ball. She needs more balls high to her left. And 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 so there's just different. There's there's even in within our own staff like like and absolutely it is to me, I need April doing that. I need Dan all over our setting and, and mechanics of our attackers. But for me, I'm trying to put them into as many situations where they have opportunities to respond, uh, using the, using the skills in which we, we train them. And, and, and so, uh, I don't think that answered your question even closely, but uh, yeah.
1: It, it was a, uh, a meandering question. So yeah, no, it sounds like, and I, that's, you know, kind of my impression that, that you have, um, yeah, you have like a model, like keys of how your players are gonna play. And you're gonna focus on the individual components of what's appropriate for them versus um yeah, here's the skill, let's try to pass it here. You you know, you figure out how to move the way you want to move to get that skill. Those might be like the two different approaches.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think maybe I could kind of like we, we try to put some guardrails around it, but I am also very aware that that within it, like like hey, Mel, my setter, she might not look like th- this setter over here that, that we really like her. Like she may not move that way. And right. as long as Mel understands that, that, Hey, we, we want to run and rotate or Hey, we want to finish fast and hold, you know, and hold like, as long as Mel has these concepts in place, I think I'm, I'm, I'm totally okay for her to have some latitude within mm-hmm. skill for her to perform it at her very best. And, 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 and that's, 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 there's no scientific like research on my end. It's just, Hey, I, I, I don't want her to feel like she can't even breathe right. You know, and we've all seen coaches right. that are, Hey, you're, you're, left pinky and it's turned down a little bit and, and let's adjust this and the 19 different components of an arm swing. And I, I that just yeah. doesn't resonate for me. I know it resonates for a lot of people. That's just not, that's not me.
1: Right.
0: I'm curious about you're talking about how your staff is kind of divided up with their tasks and their parts of the game to focus on. Um, how did you come up with that? And I guess, do you, how much autonomy do they get or how much do you oversee it uh, in like mm-hmm. a day-to-day practice?
2: yeah so yeah um i think i think it's a combination of like everything that i had kind of like the different head coaches and how i saw them break down responsibilities um i think it's just a combination and a mishmash and a, and a borrow and a, and a steal here and a borrow there and um I, I i i really do like this idea that that uh we have coaches that are overseas systems and so our offensive systems our our defensive system i try not to get in the weeds of like Hey, you're our cover coach. Like I just don't, that doesn't really resonate for me. Um, Or you're our short serving coach. And this is our deep, you know, like eh, not quite for me, but I think, you know, within the systems is, is, Hey, there's, there are some players that maybe need a little bit more oversight. And so I think our setter needs that. I think, you know, before a match, I need somebody to, and it can be me for sure. Like, like, like I've done that in the past as an assistant coach, but as a head coach, I haven't quite done that um, oversee the setters and Hey, here's the game plan in in tonight's match. And here's some things we're going to look at doing against this block defense. And, and Hey, here is, uh, our coach that oversees passing and, and first contact first for, you know, first contact and, and, and serve receive and, and back row defense. And, um, and, and she's looking at, Hey, here's some, here's some advantages we're going to try to find tonight for this match or for this situation. And, and, and so I think that's the libero. And so she's overseeing our liberos and our defensive specialists. And, and, and I, 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 I generally tend to, to kind of uh, gravitate to serving and to blocking. Cause I, maybe that's just where I stand. Like on, at, at, at practice, like I generally stand near the net and, and I catch a lot of the stuff that happens up there. And, And my assistants are kind of in some different locations so they can see what they need to see. And and so I think that's how we generally broke it up was based off of systems. And then within those systems, who's a primary actor that you I need you to oversee or like to spend like to give some extra love and attention to. And so that would be libero and and setter coaches. And so uh, and and so I think we're, we're. we're within within first contact you're getting a ton of love from from our from our our first contact coach for outside hitters because they're they're passing a ton and uh they're getting a ton from our offensive coach so i I generally think that our our pin attackers left side right sides are getting a lot of that attention and then i'm up at the net with with our middles all the time and and so i i think we cover the bases pretty well uh with that i don't know if it's perfect but it definitely works for us
0: cool yeah just curious um And then going back to the IDPs, um, can you talk about how you go about creating them for your athletes and how, like, what role do they play, uh, in creating them?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think, um, again, out of necessity, we started off like, Hey, we just, we just want to have a chance to meet with our athletes. And I think one of the things that I found really challenging was as I shifted into the role from assistant coach to head coach, I was a little bit more disconnected socially than I'd ever been with a team. Like, not that I didn't know them, not that I didn't care about them and not that I didn't care about me or that not you know, like, but I just didn't, I didn't have the same relationship. I was the same guy that, that loves you. But at the same time, I'm, I may be letting you know you're not traveling that weekend and that really hurts and that sucks and it stings. And, 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 but that's part of my job. And and so I think I, in early on, I think I, I kept a pretty like healthy distance. It wasn't a, it wasn't a fine line. It was a, I don't know, it was a football field. Like I, I was pretty distant and, and I was coaching and I was, I was coaching them hard and I was, I was working, I was working my tail off on behalf of them, but, I don't think they felt very connected to me and I sure didn't feel as connected to them as I would have liked. And so heading into after the very first season um, we began to like that spring right before COVID shut us all down. um, We began to have these weekly improvement plan meetings. And and so what we did is we put like positional grouping. So, Hey, our four middles and our, our, our two setters were a group. And then our, our six outside right sides, and then our, four liberos and our two DSs. And so maybe, maybe it worked out cleanly that we had three groups of six and we happen to have three full-time coaches. And so this group, uh, group A is going to meet with me on, on this Monday. Then they're going to meet with me three Mondays from now. And, and yet group, group, group B is going to meet with April. Then group C is meeting with Dan and we're rotating. And so every athlete twice a week, or excuse me twice a month roughly is going to meet with me and we're going to connect and we're going to talk. And, and so the format kind of evolved out of just, Hey, necessity of me feeling like I wasn't as connected, but even though within there, there was some real work that needed to get done as far as creating a plan for that athlete. um, I think of our, our relationship as a, and this is a one of my my my, my very dear friends and, and and great mentors, Jason Watson. He constantly talks about the partnership of a coach and an athlete, and and not the dictatorship. And and so I think it's my job to to connect with these athletes and 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 to make sure that they know that hey, I've got your back. Like hey, what what do you want out of this? Like how can I help you get there? And because uh, I know what I want as our team, and I set I set those team goals, and I let them have some influence on them, but. I hate saying it, but like, they're mine. Like, this is what I want. This is what I think our team needs to to like to, to go and chase. And within that there's latitude from them. But, um, the individual plan was, was just, Hey, every Monday, let's set a course for the week. What do you want to get out of this week? How can I help you get 1% better in each of these areas? And, and, uh, and then we rotate the groups. And so that every athlete, gets a chance. So our setter coach doesn't just talk to the setters and the offense. He's talking to our liberos and our defensive specialists. He's talking to our, to, to our middle, he's talking to everybody. And I'm doing the same and April is doing the same. So I, I again, I don't think I answered your question, but hopefully I got close.
1: No, that's great. Um, I, I like how you break it up and they get the opportunities to work with all of you. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm sure it, it helps with the relationships with the whole staff to do it that way.
0: Thanks for listening to Coach Your Brains Out. If you're tired of our voices, we have books. Coach Your Brains Out and the Internet are available online wherever books are sold. To get a discount on bulk orders for your team or staff, just shoot us an email. Details in the show notes. Thanks for your support.